0: You're listening
1: to the Real King
2: with Joe and Heidi King.
0: I I get food poisoning everywhere I go. Like like I get traveler's sickness. Mm. Mm. And so when I was in uh, El Salvador, I was sitting on the toilet holding the garbage can. Uh. I had told Carlos to get my mom. <laughs> Cause teared cause of, up. When Is I that the first up,
2: time you met? Yeah. You got food poisoning and like had that experience the first time you met?
0: Every time I travel. Oh my gosh. Not within the United States, but like when I travel the I truly the United am States. blessed.
1: I, th- I think I'm truly blessed because the more I talk to people and hear about the, the things that they go through and... Oh yeah. I like, can just... Like we go to sushi with people and they're like, oh yeah, we got the human dumpster. So I can order everything I'm not going to eat and he'll just put it away.
2: Yeah, and can I be honest? It's a little bit annoying. Like you're a little bit we annoying. Came,
1: we came off that like tw- like 41 day fast where we did like the 17 of only water and then the last mm-hmm. four of only water. The 17, I came off Liquid that. Liquid only, you mean? Everybody's.
0: The second half.
1: Um, We did 17 water only. And then we switched to like her doing liquid and me doing oh, vegetables, which yeah, is yeah. I would have been better off not eating at all. And then the last oh, yes. four, we did water only again. Mm-hmm. But after the 17, you know, like every brought, everybody brought their worldly wisdom to it. Like, oh, you need to come off of that with bone broth and this and that because your system's going to go into shock and you'll die. If you eat food. I after. didn't
2: think you were gonna die, but I thought you'd get the trots. Mine's not worldly wisdom. Mine's based off of science. <laughs> well, yeah. It wasn't just of you. It was it was
1: like a lot of people and
2: actual facts.
1: A lot of people were like, You can't <laughs> do that, you know? Um, but I what did I do? I like came off of it and ate like Taco Bell or he something. He got a like
2: quick that. trip pizza. You had a quick trip pizza. Is that pizza. what I did? A quick oh. and you know what I thought quick trip is a gas station. Yeah, convenience store, and, and he so he had a gas station pizza the day he gets off of his forty-one day fast. They were out
1: of sushi. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the seventeen. Like, what did I do? I you did I filled like a big no, bowl didn't. of salad or something because just... you
2: we you didn't go rogue after the seventeen. No, I did. We immediately you we immediately went to like the the partial liquid and vegetables. Yeah. But when you got off you the made full like one, that. Um,
0: that But I
1: still ate like a big gob of lettuce.
0: Yeah, you did because you made that like green goddess salad dressing. Oh, yeah, that was awful. With (sighs) nooch, as they call it, nutritional yeast. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I put the
1: yeast in there.
0: Oh, you should have because it gives it like a cheesy flavor. Whatever
1: I ate was trash.
0: Yeah. And I I
1: immediately thought, Lord, is this punishment? Did I quit too early? (laughs)
2: I, Do you want to know what's weird with Joe's body, though? Is when not he, really. I'm just kidding. When he fasts, mm-hmm. he craves spice. Like none other. Spice and sour. I always, like, if I didn't know, if I didn't live with him and I just had to make a, you know, snap judgment of if he's fasting or not, I could easily tell by looking around. Because if he has... Piles of jalapenos and black olives and pickles and tomato juice, like just on the counters. I was, I'm like, okay, this guy's fasting right now. Mm-hmm. Things I've learned and learning, because I was an absolute mess today, I wanna be honest, um, is number one, like make sure that you don't let it just become a diet. Like make sure that you don't let it just become focused on whatever you're not having at the moment. Because if you don't have like an adequate amount of the word and you just talking to Jesus, and then when you read the word, I have it too, where all of a sudden it's like and I'm like, what is this saying? And then I get frustrated. And then more self-condemnation comes of how come I cannot understand this scripture? And I start crying out to God and I'm like, Lord, can you help throw me a bone? Like, help me out.
1: You're, you're never supposed to just read the word when you're fasting. You're supposed to meditate on it. And the word that they use for meditate is the same word you would use when, like, a lion gets its share of the kill and another animal comes close. They pull it in and they growl
2: and they protect yeah. it. Do you, know that, do you know what that makes me feel Mm. If you're supposed to meditate and chew on it, cause meditate's also like chewing on it. It's like having a bone. Is like I wonder if I should go through like the fast that we're coming up on, where I only read like a little bit, but I read it over and yeah. over and over. That's and over. what I'm getting at. You should be doing and, that anyway. Because I just read. That's how you're I just read read books. It. Like I just, oh, no. I just go. So like what
0: he did with the first the <clears throat> Ephesians. Six, mm-hmm. five. Ephesians five. E five. Mm-hmm. And like Three just. Ten. Yeah, like read those four verses and yeah. then you sit and you dissect it. Yeah. And not to an unhealthy level,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
0: Because some people get a little weird. And, that, and to not take it out of context, it's not like a daily devotional per se. Yeah. But it's like, I'm going to take a chunk and I am going to, it's like a jawbreaker. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on this for a while. Yeah. And or like if you've ever given your dog like a pig's ear mm-hmm. and they're like working on it and yeah. they they're like, I'm going to work on this side for a while and I'm going to flip it around. You've been Plutoing
1: on- the word. <laughs> we give them yeah. a pig's ear. It's gone in like two seconds. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah.
2: The thing that I don't like is that a lot mm-hmm. of these things lately, they feel topical. Mm. And I hate that. Like surface level. Yes. Yeah. It fake and super like superficial. Mm-hmm. And even our conversations with people. Like, yeah. I'm so done with just doing, like, the, oh. How are you
1: doing? I like, a house. There's
2: so much, like, superficial <clears throat> stuff that's yeah. occurring where it's, like, the Lord wants us to be very, you know, he wants us to be deep.
0: A lot of people are feeling that way, though. Like, I was just listening to, there's a couple that they do, like, vlogs and, um, stuff like that on youtube and they're not like overtly they're not like a ministry team they're just a family like Mm -hmm. and i've followed them since before they had kids and now they have two it's like whole thing but the husband said the same thing Mm -hmm. he's like i am done with having small talk yeah i don't care I want to have an actual conversation with people because far too often people are relying on that to just skate through a social interaction yeah. and they don't actually, you don't actually get to know that person. Right. Or, you know, he, he's like, I don't want to invest in that. Yeah. I want depth yeah. in my relationships. When, yeah.
1: when I was completely given to alcohol, I entertained, you know how it was Aspen and I would be in a room and we'd, we'd consume the room. And we would actually take over and kind of run the room. And the hard part about that was me for sure, probably both of us went home and felt completely alone. Like we didn't connect with anybody.
0: Right. Because it was like a, you're, you were like the a source jester. Of entertainment, yeah.
1: you know, and then you're constantly medicating after that. And sometimes we medicate with food. Sometimes we medicate with drugs or alcohol. Other times we med- medicate with self pity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it is so crazy to me to to see some of the things that people allow. Like I am OCD, like that's medicating, mm-hmm. giving yourself yeah. a title to allow you to perform a certain way out of anxiety. That's medicating, mm-hmm. you know. Well, how often have we? I mean, Heidi, you and I have both done
0: this before, and probably everybody has. Like Carlos and I have, where you are in a social engagement or like a church function or whatever and then you get home and like you put on your buffet pants Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm gonna eat now and you put on your comfort show Mm -hmm. yeah and like you treat yourself Mm -hmm. because you made it through the thing Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: imagine going there with me oh Oh, I can poor thing
2: (laughs) I can imagine because like I can only imagine
1: I I can I can tell you so many times where pastor would like flip the lights on and off in the sanctuary and give me a look and be like, "You're locking it up, Joe, because I would just be fellowshipping people right up until, like, you know,
2: do I know what the good thing about that is? Yeah, is that was 10 years ago? <clears throat> yeah, So the one thing that you really got down is consistency. Like you are, he, you've been like that then, you're like that now. <laughs> like This is consistent. the thing,
1: is when, when you're in the presence of God, in the fire mm-hmm. of God, in the fellowship, you can't put that out.
2: Can I just
0: say personality differences play a part and like that, like Joe gets, like he feeds off that too. Like he does. It's, it's an, an important thing to him. And, it feeds the fire of God in me though. Right. I will say, if you don't feel that way, I mean, God didn't make everybody's personality no. identical. And so, like, in full transparency, the worship night, like, you guys know a lot more people that listen, like, know them, know them, mm-hmm. than I do. And I'm just sort of meeting everyone. Mm-hmm. um, And, like, there was a moment where I went and sat by myself. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, like, yeah. I need to collect myself for a Mm -hmm. second whereas like you can engage with somebody and like stick it out and i'm like okay at a certain point i get drained
2: a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know how to overcome that necessarily but well for me for 2024 i need to learn how to like talk to people because when he's like in his mode I will literally like rummage through my purse because I don't know how to go up and talk you know to people. Is there have been times where I'm trying to talk to people and you're with me Yeah, and you're digging through your purse. Yeah, literally. That's like, <laughs> if you see me rummaging through my purse, it means I have zero clue what to say. <laughs> you just and gave yourself. Hold on, hold on 100%. She, she's like picking out a hangnail that ain't there. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the good thing <laughs> about me is I suck at small talk. So, me wanting to go deeper with people and stop being superficial, that's going to be real easy with me because yeah. I seriously suck at small talk. Like, don't try to sit and talk to me I see or not talk to me because it's not like going to happen. an out-of-body experience. Right. And you know this. Like, a switch happens with you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Where I'm, like, my I throw my head back and laugh. You become Joe. I become Joe a little bit. Yeah. But I also pull away from, like, the drive through window. Like, what did I just say
2: to him? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, uh-huh yeah So, um, so another thing, so the fasting and and you know, yeah, what another thing that I've learned is to not be comparative because what what one person experiences during their fast could be completely different than what you experience during your fast. Mm-hmm. and don't compare those. Because God, you are very, you, there's only one of you. Like you're very specific and what the, the issues that you have, um, your, your history, your future, your present, your personality, like all of these things are very specific to what God is going to need to do with you. Mm
1: -hmm. Your personality housed in the same body as God's Holy Spirit is very very specific to to the call in your life. Mm-hmm. So when you when you compare, we talked we talked about this in an episode about the co- comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, it, it's a joy killer. Yeah, it's a it's a, a devil appointed assassin for your joy.
0: Yeah, I just sent Heidi something. Comparison will make you either feel superior or inferior, and neither honors
1: God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Man, that's solid.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Say it again. Comparison will make you feel either superior or inferior, and neither honors God.
1: No. No, he made you to be you. Like, you are right where you're supposed to be at this point in time, and you can't focus on decisions you did or didn't make in the past Mm -hmm. because that's not going to change where you are in the present. Yeah. You can be cognitive of them to make sure you don't fall into that trap again so you can have kind of an inventory of things you don't want to relive Mm -hmm. but going forward you have to just set goals and get vision and like what is your vision is it is it the end of your nose like today or is it a hundred year vision if you don't have the capacity to yet think on a hundred year vision or on that scale then ask god to give you things that you can get through in a week Mm -hmm. you know and just start chipping away at that you start hitting that that stump in the same that that log of wood in that same spot until it splits yeah it is
0: it is a like a task and an exercise to come out of hopelessness yes Mm -hmm. and you have to practice it Mm -hmm. and you do that by setting a goal and then achieving it. Yeah. And then
1: setting a bigger goal and achieving that goal. Yeah. When mm-hmm. when, you, when you start to like digest in the word a little bit mm-hmm. and you start to really focus on like five or ten scriptures, right, and let God speak to you.
2: Instead of the entire book of Matthew.
1: Yeah. And then you find yourself in, five days. in a social setting and somebody says something, it'll trigger and be like, That's how you start that deep conversation. Like, oh, I just read this in Matthew, and this is what it meant to me. Uh, What's your thoughts on this?
2: Okay, so that's actually happening to me with Job, because I'm doing doing the Bible Bible recap. recap. And I've talked about Job so much to people that Uh, I've never talked about Job this much ever, Mm -hmm. but it's because... The scriptures are actually like coming alive to me a little bit, and like even tonight, I was like going to you were when you were talking about the verse that you started off at the very beginning. Any future? Um And like our thoughts on it, there was talk about where you were talking about like um, staying away from evil or something yeah. like that. It, it darkness. It was talking about darkness. And Job twenty eight twenty eight says, "And he said to the human race, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom." So, what is wisdom? The fear, the fear of, of the Lord, Lord. and mm-hmm. to shun evil is understanding. So, if you want wisdom, fear the Lord, and if you want understanding, shun from evil. And like that had like it's been these little verses in Job mm-hmm. where like in conversations constantly, yeah. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of what just happened in Job. That reminds me of what. Ha-. But yeah, the self, like the reason I say not to be comparative, and it's all it's easier to say than done,
0: right? Easier said, yeah. Than done. Easier yeah. said than
2: done. <laughs> And you just have to – you have to push through, though. So I'm a very comparative person at nature. And I guess I didn't even realize it until – and see, I think that's also what's helping is because these fastings, they also could be bringing issues out with yourself that God needs you to correct, so that you can actually come in line with the spiritual things that He needs you to do in the future, mm-hmm. right? Because He can't have you where He needs you if you still have a whole bunch of baggage that you actually haven't dealt with yet. Yeah. And for me, particular like me personally, my fasting experiences have been a lot of. Um, areas of weakness that he's, that has been shown to me. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so obviously if I if if every fast he I get struggled with self hatred, then that means that I still have an issue of self worth. Yeah. Okay. So God is going to deliver me of whatever is going on and bring that self worth back to me, so that I can understand that I am worthy and that I am worth it and that I am mm-hmm. all these things. Right. And is it ever going to make me stop fasting? No. In fact, when I have such struggles fasting, I fast a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I think I fasted so much last year. Like I I, I fast at least once a quarter and Mm -hmm. it's for multiple days. It's never like a onesie twosies. And then we did the 40 day. So Mm -hmm. I probably fasted like probably 60 days last year in total. And every time it's been same situation yeah. mm-hmm. where like I am broken when I fast because yeah. I it's like I just get like attacked. And so I was like, and then I hear people having amazing fasting experiences where Jesus showed up in their dream. And then I immediately go to what the heck is wrong with me where Jesus is not showing up in my dreams when I'm fasting. And then I go into that comparative state. And so is all of these things going to make me stop fasting? Nope in fact, it's just showing me that God still has areas of me that needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Therefore I'm probably going to, um, I'm not going to say increase my fasting because like, well, you're, cha- you're kind of like developing yeah. your fasting and enhancing it. I'm never going to stop though. Right. Like I'm, I will not stop until I feel like God is working. This,
1: <laughs> like. this, this is what the Holy Spirit just said to me. Um, if, 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 if Jesus starts appearing to you in your dreams, you'll probably find comfort in that and mm-hmm. seek that. You'll fast all the time for that, yeah. and, and you'll find yourself less and less seeking him at the altar. Yeah. You'll find yourself less and less seeking him in the secret place. Yeah.
2: And so that taps on the next thing. So the next thing is you think that you want all of these things, but when you get them,
0: what are you gonna do? Do with you
2: them? really want them? Yeah. And are what are you gonna do with them? Yeah, you gotta steward it, and yeah, those, then you're responsible. Exactly. So those thoughts come to me too, where I think what the Lord wants during these fasting times is for us to just get comfortable in the unknown. Mm -hmm. Like, just get comfortable with not knowing what this fast is going to bring, not knowing what this day is going to bring or how you're feeling and just be comfortable in his presence. And the way that you get into his presence is by being with him during that fast. So Mm -hmm. engaging, you know, chewing, meditating on that word, listening to to worship songs and having like a worship to him. It's important because then. Then when you know the nature of God to that degree,
0: mm-hmm. you can easily identify people that are off the word. Mm-hmm. And they're not that close with him. Yeah. Because it becomes abundantly clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Your dis- our, our discernment gets turned up yeah. when we mm-hmm. One One funny thing is like... I've had multiple people over the years say things to me like, yeah, I know I still smoke, or yeah, I know I still socially drink, or yeah, but God hasn't dealt with me on that yet. And my thought process always goes to fasting. Like, have you tried to give it up for him for eight days, 10 days, 12 days? Yeah. Because when we give up food, Well, what's the first thing that happened? Like, my mom calls me out of the blue and is like, hey, can you host and cook everything for dad's birthday? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, of course I can. And she starts giving me this idea of menu. And I'm like, all right, so let's put together who's coming because I don't want to overcook food because we're in a fast right now. Oh, really? I forgot. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Because I don't think people... If they don't, don't want to be a stumbling block. Yeah, about. they don't want to be a stumbling mm-hmm. block. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. We've done this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's also what we have to be prepared for. Because if you do give something up, guaranteed, there is going to be some sort of opportunity to to be tempted or fall. Well, it identifies yeah.
0: sin because, and I am dealing with this the Lord is dealing with me all the time on this. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Literally. And anything that you can't lay on the altar for him is a sin. It doesn't matter what it is. So we get into this discussion all the time, like, well, is pot wrong? And, you know, is is drinking wrong if you're only going to have one or two? And is... Is watching TV really that bad? If you can't lay it on the altar, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: then yeah, yep, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what it is. Like if you can't give it up, if you can't give yeah. it up, yeah. then yes, yeah. You know that even goes to control. Literally, if yeah. you can't give up control, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. Yes, yeah. Like it could be it's it's not just food. No, like it could be so many things. It could be, be, so it could be, it could be um, complaining. Yeah, it can be you know. You know, there there's a guy self pity. Um, his name's Michael. He's been on Sid Roth a lot. Oh, what's his last name? He he's written many books. Davidson Johnson Michael Brown Doctor Michael Brown. Yes, Michael Brown. I was gonna get there. Um, he wrote a book on food, and he he was saying in this book that one time because he struggled with weight and he struggled with food, um, and he needed deliverance from it basically. Mm-hmm. And he was he went to a gas station and he bought a Snickers. And he got into the car and he was about to eat it. And all of a sudden, the thought came to him Are you telling me that you, if you can never eat a Snickers again, like that's gonna affect your relationship with God? Like you can't even let go of a Snickers bar? Like you banned from Snickers bars forever, but you're gonna have glory with Jesus. And it was like, This Snickers bar is what's gonna keep me. <laughs> Yeah. From from going mm-hmm. further. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I think a lot of the times we also have to just like get perspective. Yeah. Like, this is like, think about what you're holding on to and is that worth your everlasting life? Literally, yeah. yeah.
1: You remember when I gave my Jordans away?
2: Yes. Oh,
1: like God dealt is that with that why me. you're not wearing
2: shoes? <laughs> <laughs> is that why no. you wear barefoot all the time?
1: No. Like, there was a while <laughs> back winter, where, where, like that was my, that was my goal was to collect Jordans oh, yeah. and and like, man, we had gotten a tax return. Do you remember that when we used to get tax returns? Oh, we
2: used to. It started to become a god for you though.
1: But we yeah we so not getting tax. We returns. had gotten this good the shoes tax return, <laughs> and I went to the cities. I think you were with, weren't you? When I, I bought know. those, white I'm still tights. thinking about what
0: it would be like to get a tax return.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we went to the cities, and I got this this pair of shoes, and they're like they were like 500 bucks or something crazy, oh, that's, and but they were crazy. only going up in value, right? Mm-hmm. And I wore these things, and I kept them clean, and I had a few different pairs, and we were at church, and this guy came in. And his toes were hanging out of his shoes. And like, God was already dealing with me on like idolatry and these things that were Mm -hmm. meant so much or whatever. And I felt like God was telling me, like, give up those shoes to this guy, give them up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I thought, no, like, probably not even the same size feet. Because his feet looked bigger than mine. Like they God's going to call you to shoes. give
0: away shoes to a guy whose
1: feet don't match. Right. Right. <laughs> so I walk up to him I'm like, hey, uh, what size shoe do you wear? And he tells me and this like the same size. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK. So I'm like, hey, I got I got a few pairs of shoes that I, I got to give to you. And he's like, oh, OK. Next Sunday, I bring all the shoes in. I clean them. They're all ready hand off this pair of shoes to this guy. The following Sunday, he walks in, and it looked like he had been walking around kicking curbs and kicking cats and walking in cow poop and, like, oh yeah, you you name it, man. You
0: let that gift go, though.
1: And I immediately was like, oh, my God, this guy's got no respect for me giving him this gift. And all of a sudden, God spoke to me, and he was like, did you give those to him or me? Mm, Yep and And since, when can when when can you control the gift after it leaves your hand? And he was actually teaching me about tithing mm. and and having a posture where where I understand that anybody that touches that money that leaves my hand after I'm obedient is now accountable to him. I just need to be obedient, right? He'll get things to where it needs to go. Um, but he was showing me like, you can't control what somebody else does with the gift god put in you when he god didn't just like speak you into existence it says that he knit you together intricately Mm -hmm. in your mother's womb Mm -hmm. that's hands-on you can't knit without touching it you grab the needles and you go to town and you got a spool of thread yeah he said, I intricately knit you together before, while you were in your mother's womb. I knew you before then, right? So he put you together. He put gifts in you. The gift and the calling are without repentance. They're, they're not revocable. God never takes them back. But we can change how we use them, the anointing they're under. We can do it for self-gratification. We can do it for, for others, or we can do it as unto the Lord.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? So... Mm. When he gives us a gift, he doesn't control what we do with it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't control how we use it. I gave that man a gift of shoes. Yeah. The following Sunday, he walks in in those gray shoes with the <laughs> toes kidding. hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and I said, hey, what happened to those shoes I gave you? You're wearing your old ones. He goes, those were too tight for my feet. He goes, these have more room. Mm-hmm. He made a conscious decision to wear shoes that didn't protect his feet. His toes hung out in the slush. Yeah. Because it gave him comfort and more room. Yeah. That's funny. And like, I mean.
2: well, And then you understood the worth and he re- didn't. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: You know what's interesting when you were talking about the guy with the Snickers bar? I I had this thought like, if the offering plate were to pass, can you put it in? Hmm. Can you put in the Snickers? Mm -hmm. Can you put in your phone? Yeah.
1: Could you imagine the guy? Your
0: phone, of all
2: things. So just at work this week. So I have a job where I write documents, okay? Mm -hmm. And so for part of our, our work this week, it's like basically telling us like people can't read long documents anymore. They can't. Like so ever since the smartphone came out. Um, it's now basically brainwashed people where people can
0: only do micro learning. Where
2: they are in, yeah. they, they, they were saying in this, it was a TED talk that we had to watch, yep. but they were saying that the average person right now, because of smartphones, can only read 12 lines of information and then they're gone. Yeah. And like, it was actually hurting my heart to like hear this. Everyone should be alarmed by that and yeah. immediately
0: go buy books and get your Bible out. and yes. pr- prepare yourself to read long. Form. Seriously,
2: and he was saying mm-hmm. um, on on average, people they pick up their phone to yeah. look at it. 250 times a day easy and Mm -hmm. he goes and if you don't believe me how many times did you want to pick up your phone just by listening to this ted talk and that that right there blew my mind because because you had your phone in your hand twice i i almost went for it and stopped and i'm like ah like i'm at work right now like stop Mm -hmm. trying to go for your phone but it's like crazy to think about that you know what's weird
1: is i i met a man today and i don't drink coffee Mm-hmm. and because of what we're doing right now it wouldn't be an option anyway so he wanted to meet at this coffee shop I went to the coffee shop and I got there before him I went in and I bought two bottles of water which cost me six dollars <laughs> and I actually ran into like two people I knew right away and then, which is not surprising I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> run into them before the water I site. looked around mm-hmm. and every table was full Mm-hmm. So I called him back and said, Hey, why don't we meet at the bookstore next door? Because he had originally mentioned that as well. So we met there. I went up there, walked in because they have a little cafe, and that place was a ghost town. Was it BAM? Yeah. Well, because it's books. But that's the crazy yeah, thing. It's yes. like me. It's and like a my lost buddies art. used to go. Yes, to the bookstore. Yep. multiple times a week. Yeah, and read books and magazines and books yeah. on humor. And we'd we'd sit and read them in there so that we didn't have to pay for them.
0: Yeah, it's January 11th. I've read five books this year. That's
2: awesome. Hmm.
0: That's awesome. Actual books. Yeah. Like, yes.
2: Me and Joe are actually thinking about doing a thing with our kids. That Joe watched a video of a guy where he was like, "In order for my kids to get something, they have to read a certain number of books in order to get." They have get to that. read
1: twenty pages a day
2: once they turn six. Once
1: they turn six, yeah. yes.
0: Thank God for people like
1: that.
2: And then they, if they want like a, a, the newest PlayStation, you need to go. You need to read a book. Yeah. So Who's he's gonna got- do the twelve
0: hour. 14-hour, 20-hour surgeries in the future. Serious.
1: Yeah, and it's not like books on tape that that these kids are reading.
0: Right. I will say you do get the same cognitive benefit, bless you, Jasmine, from audiobooks as you do from actually reading. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's... It's alarming. Watch if you ever go to a movie, watch because people can't get through a movie without touching their phone.
2: Yes. Seriously, a it's lot insane. of people
0: they've developed a habit where they put on like a comfort show and then yep. they scroll on their phone the whole time. Yeah. Carlos Carlos is a phone scroller. I'm yeah. not calling him out in a negative way, but <laughs> he puts
2: his phone down. He literally
0: <laughs> he put his phone down immediately when I said it. But it's true. Like it, yeah. it's to the point where companies and like institutions are resorting to micro learning yeah. yeah, and they're embedding like things that they need people to know it has to be no longer than a tweet yeah and it has to be in something they're already looking at yeah so yeah. At,
2: at work everything is the way that we write yeah is literally changing to where it's just these t- tiny snippets of information and it has
0: nothing to do with literacy it has a, to do with attention span and constantly seeking dopamine. Seriously. Yeah. It is.
2: It's a, it's an addiction. I've probably like
0: are seen the same Ted talk. It's I like bet.
2: straight up a hit. Literally. Like it's literally a hit that you get. Here's, there was this one girl on the mm-hmm. phone that she was like, read this book. I think it was called like breaking up with your phone or yes. something.
0: Yes. She, it's on my t- TBR. My she TBR. said it's amazing. Yes. Um, I think everybody, like I, I literally have it on my list to read. This year. I'm my goal is fifty books this year. Wow. And I'm ahead of schedule, but it's on <laughs> Carlos what is is your literally goal, Joe?
1: shaking his head. <laughs> my goal for the year. Oh man. So Max and I have been talking about this a lot. So we have different classes of goals. Mm-hmm. Um so we've been coming up with business goals together mm-hmm. and then personal goals. So yeah. there's 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 a lot on the table.
0: Yeah. Max has, like, fitness goals outlined. Yeah. He has yeah. intellectual goals, stuff yep. like that. Yeah, that's my goal, but um, I brought that up for a reason. The 50 books. Oh, so dopamine. Yeah. And I, we may have mentioned this on a past episode, but who knows, because we have, like, a million episodes now. Go listen to all of them. <laughs> but um, when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. if you immediately grab for your phone, your brain is trainable. Mm. And it's probably the easiest thing to train ever. That's how you know how to eat with a spoon mm. or walk. Yeah. And you can learn new things. yeah. Even now, mm-hmm. okay? And the first thing you do to give your brain dopamine in the morning, mm-hmm. it will seek that thing all day. Mm. That's why people pick up their phone. Hmm. So if the first thing you do in the morning is exercise, and that's where you get your dopamine, you will, by the end of the day, have a craving to exercise again. Interesting. And you will have a craving to exercise the next day. Yeah. If you immediately pick up your phone and get your hit from Facebook yeah. or Instagram mm-hmm. throughout the day when you're in a dip, yeah, you're going to automatically, your yeah. brain is going to seek it out and it's going to reach for it. That's mm-hmm. neuroscience. That's verifiable
2: fact. Yeah. There are many studies on it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read this thing about worth quick. So we were talking about worth a little bit ago, yes. uh, and I actually heard this last week, and it like just struck a chord with me, and it was so good, and I want to read it. So it says, a father, before he died, said to his son, this is the watch your grandfather gave me, and this is more than 200 years old. Before I give it to you, go to the watch shop on the first street and tell him you want to sell it and ask how much they will offer. So the son went, and after several minutes, he came back to his father and said, the watchmaker offers to pay $5 because it's old and it has a lot of scratches. So then his father said, go to the coffee shop. So the son went, and after an hour, he came back and said, the coffee shop owner offered $5, father. And his father said, now go to the museum and show him that watch. He went ahead and came back happy. They offered him a million dollars for that watch. And the father said, I wanted to let you know that the right place values your value Mm -hmm. in the right way. Don't put yourself in the wrong place and get angry if you get treated like trash. Those who know your value are the ones who appreciate you. Don't ever stay in a place that doesn't suit you. Know your worth. Mm -hmm. And like with the worth issues that like I've definitely obviously been getting Squeezed out during this particular fast, it's it's good to it's good to hear that because yeah. you may not think that you're valuable at a particular spot, but maybe you're in the wrong spot. Yeah. Well, God thought you were worth dying for. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Literally, like He took the rap for
2: you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the. We want to make our flesh submit, mm-hmm. but we don't want to punish it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be abusive to it. Mm-mm. We we wanna make our, our soul submit to the spirit, but we don't wanna abuse it. Yeah. Because God said, I want her. you to prosper even as your soul prospered. Yeah. Because if he gets a hold of your soul, your intellect, your personality, and uses it for his kingdom and you allows you to be a part of that, mm-hmm. then that thing is worth more than precious silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if we understand that that God wants all these things mm-hmm. and he's given them to you and he wants you to, to offer them back as a living sacrifice and then he'll give it back to you with anointing on it. Yeah. There's
0: a richness in life with God that you don't have if you don't walk with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he enriches all of those things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get to see firsthand how he uses your giftings and how he's called you and puts you in this position or puts you in this conversation or in contact with this person. Yeah. I just amazing. talked to a
1: guy today that he met me, I think, 13 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I gave him my phone number. And, and he just now called? <laughs> well we were talking because it, it was he said man it's so crazy that when i tried to search you out he said i still had your phone number from like 13 years ago mm-hmm. and i said and i have yours and he goes that's a god thing that like through all the yeah. new phones that we have went through in 13 years and stuff." that we've kept that contact for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. God has put us together for such a time as this. He's created you for such a time as this. So don't despise small beginnings is what scripture says. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really, we, we see what others are doing and those around us are gifted in, or maybe they're having experiences we haven't had, but there's a good chance that those experiences would be a stumbling block for where God really wants mm-hmm. to take you. Yeah. Uh, if, they're, if they're having falling down, shaking experiences in the presence of God at the altar, sometimes God doesn't give you that same experience because what He needs you for is to be the one that He gets that power through. And if you're always seeking that experience, you'll never be the one standing in front of the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, and vice versa. So, it's good. Be encouraged. Jesus loves you.
2: Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.